How do I navigate my recovery during this pandemic? We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. Uh, First, I'm going to read a review from iTunes. Thank you guys for taking the time to do this. It says, loving so far. I stumbled upon this podcast a couple of days ago, and I'm loving it. My husband has been sober for nine months and has yet to seek any recovery. I have been in recovery since September, going to a weekly support group and reading lots of literature. It's been a rough road, but I've been consistent finding the way back to myself. This podcast gives me hope that maybe my husband will also seek recovery for himself. Um, I love what she said, the finding the way back to myself. And I feel like that's exactly what recovery did for both Kobe and I is like, we may have been in our late thirties, but Hey, we found her and continue to find who we are through this. So. Absolutely. Um, I was just thinking you guys, um, you know, we started on that snowball on, um, the ironing board. (laughs) On the ironing board and the and the audio was so bad and now here we are in this pandemic and like the audio it. is be- yeah but the audio is better like we, we found a way to f- make the audio extra bad the audio is even better than what we were doing then i mean we are going back to our roots with some bad audio be- because we yeah. got all fancy schmancy with those nice mics but um yeah kind of funny so it thank you funny. guys <laughs> talking about navigating this pandemic i mean you got to listen to us on you know not very good audio um <laughs> but that will be temporary hopefully um but kobe uh, you know ashton just talk about you know working your recovery and just some of the things you've noticed with the adjustments that are happening in our lives right now i mean here we are early April, we're in the thick of it. They say the, the curve or whatever, we're right at the top of the curve. Um, we're, we're being asked to, I think Utah is one of the only states that doesn't have a stay at home order going on. Um, <clears throat> life is different, life has changed. Uh, what's it like navigating recovery? Yeah, I, I can just tell you for me, um, it's, it's been, it has been a challenge. It's been, it's been frustrating. It's been hard. It has been, um, taxing. It's been unexpected. Um, I'll, I'll give you kind of just a little rundown, um, how I'm feeling about it. And then I'm going to give you the, the context, but, uh, I feel pent up. I feel, um, contained, trapped, um, restrained, controlled. I feel um, um, excluded, withdrawn. I feel disconnection. Um, I feel frustration. I feel um, sad. I feel... You know, Kobe, as you're listing all this stuff, yeah. Like you are, you are listing ingredients for, for a relapse, like a good reason to just escape, Yeah. Um, to release, to feel some freedom, even though it's fake. Um, it, you're, you're listing all these major triggers that definitely lead to relapses. Yeah. And historically they've like, without question, 
they, they, they would have already done so. And what's interesting about this is I've always been a big believer that it, the emotions that were unknown and unrecognized by me that I had felt were always the biggest catalyst to relapse for me. And um, it was really interesting. I thought this was a pretty cool experience. And then all of a sudden I had this come apart. No, no, no. I shared with Ashlyn. I was like, I think I'm just going like all kinds of wonky and well, I'm feeling frustrated Brad, and it's like I want to run away. But you have to back but. up. You have to back up and say, Kobe was staring out the window at the sink, just like in a trance. And I walked up behind him. And I'm like, are you okay? And he said, I don't think so. <laughs> so that was, I think week three of quarantine. We're on week four. Um, but that's when you started to share. Yeah, I think I am feeling a lot more than what I'm realizing. And the idea, like you mentioned, I'm feeling controlled and trapped and um, all those emotions. So he, he kind of filled me in, was mindful enough to recognize it. And then what was it, a day later? Oh, it was, it was like 12 hours later. The dog rubbed his dirty face on her light gray cloth carp or uh, couch. And I just started yelling, like, you better hope that's just dirt and not grease. I'll have this feet on the wall. It was that grease. Was grease. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. our girls just were like freaked out, especially Ellie, our youngest, was like, don't you talk to him like that. That's our dog. <laughs> and, um, and honestly, it was like, I was really thankful that it was the dog that I could yell at and not the girls. One of the girls, right? Ashley, Lucy or Ellie. But the truth is, is that had I not shared with Ashlyn exactly what I was feeling the night before, then I cannot imagine all the different things that Ashlyn would have thought. And the spike narrative that would have ensued upon Ashlyn if I hadn't have shared that, right? Because what else yeah. would she deduce if all of a sudden Kobe just totally loses his mind? Right. Um, well, and I just went and like cleaned it up. Like, okay, you go take, go, go and take a break. I will clean it up. And it did not come out. I just turned over this, the couch cushion <laughs> and we're good. <laughs> but yeah, like it didn't make it okay, but it also gave me some understanding of where Kobe's at. Kobe, you need to get out. You need to go on more walks. You need to be alone more kind of thing. Yeah. So I want to point out like some important things. If we, if we, we take it, a step back and kind of analyze this a little bit. Um, one is Kobe is becoming aware of his emotions. So he, he's becoming aware of it, yelling at the dog. It's like, whoa, okay, something's going on inside of me. Ashlyn's actually helping him become aware of those emotions. Like, hey, you're just kind of randomly staring out the window. What's going on? Um, but, but notice some things that are happening that are really important. One is Kobe sitting in those emotions. He's getting curious and he's aware of those emotions. Okay. The other thing is Ashlyn, you're, you're compassionate and understanding and you're supporting him to take the space that he needs to deal with those things. Um, you're not taking it personally. So, so there, there's support there between the two of you. There's mindfulness going on and there's a willingness to step into what you're actually feeling. This is opposite behavior of addiction. Addiction would be Kobe 
being downstairs in the basement right now, isolated and alone, wanting to escape connection from Ashlyn, feeling a lot of shame about what he's about to do or what he just did, um, feeling compounded emotions now, worse because he has shame and he feels lonely and isolated and sad and all those things. Um, and it snowballs from there. Um, so, so the keys are awareness and openness and connection that lead to real recovery behavior, even during the hard times. Right. Right. Well, and Brandon, I will say like, that makes it sound like, Oh, we are killing quarantine. Like we had this little blip. No, we're not killing quarantine. Like, <laughs> He's yelling at the dog. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, it is, it is extra emotions that are taking a toll on all of us. Plus we have our kids home who are doing um, school and they just yelled at me before this podcast because I said, you have to not be on anything. You can't stream because dad and I have to stream the internet. And because everyone is streaming everything right now, the internet is terrible. And they were like, you're always, you know, and I'm like, I'm not always, we record our podcast once a week for one hour, you know? So there's just, everything is heightened. Um, we're not killing it, but we are definitely um, trying. <laughs> but, but, but Ashlyn, I think killing it is not, not feeling the effects of it, right? Like quarantine is, is change. Like this is weird. This is yeah. difficult. Uh, we're all trying to kind of do things that we like, they're the opposite of what we normally do, which is like work hard and get out there and do things and connect with people. We're all trying to isolate and not put ourselves out there so much. It's, yes. it's weird. It's awkward. It's difficult. Um, so, but killing it, I would say is taking that discomfort and rolling with it, like mm -hmm. still feeling it, you know, like when your kids do yell at you, Ashlyn, that it's like, okay, like, of course, you know, if they're, if they're not streaming on the internet 24 seven, they're going to freak out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're in. <laughs> but for you to be frustrated with them, but, but also recognize that and not yell at them. And, you know, you're, in my opinion, you're killing it, Ashlyn. You're, you're, you're handling that really well, right? In well, my opinion, well, Kobe's killing it too. So we're not, yeah. we're not killing each other. So maybe that's what <laughs> constitutes killing it is by not killing each other. But I think what True. it is, is, is that we're, we've just been willing to, to face what's hard. And, and so, so we have, I, I would argue that we have the whole scenario of just being together 24 seven on top of being inside Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's some States that have it way worse than what we have it. There's some countries that have it way worse than we have it. Um, but, but I will also say there's, there are, I've learned that there are additional situational triggers by being in the house. Um, and in our situation, in, in our family, Lucy and Ellie are 11 and nine, and they are trying to do some modified e-learning. They don't have any virtual classroom activities, but they just have assignments that flow in through a software. But here's the thing is my girls and them doing homework is super, super triggering to the elementary schooler in me who really, I, I struggled desperately through school, through elementary mm. school, junior high and high school. I was a horrible student. I could never, ever focus. Math and science was like the worst for me. And so when my kids struggle now with homework, I'm the one that's triggered the most in the house. Um, I, think, 
so that that's a big one for me right now. Well, so and you, we had, sorry, Brad. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, we had a big discussion about this, more like an argument. Um, but like Kobe saying, hey, I want to hire our neighbor who was a teacher and just say, you're going to take over our kids' schoolwork each week. And I was upset, like, I can do this. It's an hour and a half a day. And he's like, no, it's actually causing me more anxiety. And what we what we do, you know this, Brandon, like the, our jobs take from us and we're giving a lot. And so um, to try to be a good teacher parent isn't working so great. And so, yeah, we agreed. It came, like Kobe's like, it's, it's too much anxiety, too much stress on me. So we're just taking that one away. And our neighbor is That's going to uh, teach on our grass out front so they can social distance and take that off our hands. So, Oh my gosh, I wish I had your neighbor. <laughs> um, <laughs> but okay. So you guys are bringing up a, a, a really good point. I think that's not really seen, which is when, when big changes happen, um, it, it like unroots, some unfore unforeseen triggers, right? Like, and, and, and this goes for the addicted and the betrayed where, you know, Kobe, you didn't realize that your girls doing homework would be so triggering to you. Um, I imagine for a lot of the betrayed, you know, having your spouse home all the time, or, you know, might, might be a trigger or online all the time, yeah. um, going in his room to work alone. And like, there, there's certain things that it's like, ugh, I didn't realize that would be so hard for me. Um, and, and so things are kind of, the dust is kicked up and, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, life's going to normalize again. But right now it's like just a little bit uncomfortable and weird because it's different and you're going to discover new triggers through the process yes. so well and i'm thinking um we all run groups here and thinking of all the different scenarios happening you know either both spouses are in the help helping industry where they're having to go and put themselves in danger to go and help other people and then come home and deal with the stress of i'm also a parent and we're working recovery and all these other things or vice versa one of you works and one of you's home with the kids all day and it's just different even if you're home all the time with your kids, it is different. It feels like Kobe mentioned that control, that freedom is gone. And we're mourning things that we've lost. We're supposed to be on a trip right now. I'm, yes. I'm mourning that, but I'm accepting it and I'm talking about it. And it's everything you mentioned in the beginning, Brandon. And I think we would be doing a lot worse if we were just holding that inside and blowing up or holding it inside and you know, going to isolation even more so. So, yep. Um, it's, it's weird because there's stress either way, right? Like yeah. if, if you're staying at home and not working, there's stress. If you're, if you're at an essential job, like if you're a nurse or a doctor or there's added stress because you're working so hard and there's stress at either way. And, and we know that you add stress at levels then there's chances for discord in relationships and relapses with addiction. And um, I, I want everybody to, to understand and know that when times get tough, um, it, denial can really set in because it's so easy. Um, things like the, the efforts, hopelessness, um, believing that, you know what, you have a good excuse right now because, you know, you're going through so much. 
And I just want to say to you, I, I get it. I get that you're feeling stressed. Um, but don't add to your, your, your stress. Don't by, by decompensating into old unhealthy behaviors that cause you more pain. Um, Kobe, I know, I know that you have chosen not to go down that path anymore in your life. Um, but I'm sure when you were first in recovery, it was tempting. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was, um, it was tempting, but the, the good part about it is now is that I'm seeing, like I've, I've been able to be consistent enough over time with just my dailies and pouring my energy into things that I can control that in, in moments like this, it, it, I find extra um, solace, extra purpose in executing my dailies because I know for sure they're going to be one of the only ways that I can effectively deal with this because I, those are the only things I can control, right? Yes. Um, and, and that's lent itself to mindfulness. It was just, it was a super interesting situation last night where um, yesterday where Ashline just had this, this very brief little argument, very, very brief. And um, it was interesting because from the go, I was like, okay, something's going on in this particular situation and I've got to be able to face what this, what this is really about. And, um, and, and it took a little bit of time, a little bit, a little bit of processing for Ashline to work through that. And we did, and we did so successfully at the end of the night. But, um, what it proved to me was that mindfulness is a byproduct of caring for oneself consistently over time, not, not perfectly, but consistently. And when you can put yourself in a place to care for yourself, then in moments when you really, really need it, it's likely to more um, effectively, mindfulness is, is likely to more effectively uh, represent itself um, in, in the moments when you really, really need it. So um, as much as I lost my mind on the dog, <laughs> again, thank heavens for Tiku. Um, I was able to, to um, not lose my mind with Ashlyn yesterday. And um, those, are, those are not easy moments. Those are not easy moments. Right. But, but there's, there's a, because of those hard moments, you're actually solidifying a lot of things. You're solidifying trust in your relationship. You're solidifying trust and belief in yourself to deal with those hard things. Like there's a lot of good benefits coming from some of these struggles. It's true. Right. And, you know, so I'm thinking of, I just finished having a group call and, you know, I'm hearing women who are struggling. I also hear one gal who they're like, quarantine has been the best thing for them. So it can be either way, right? I think with the majority of us, it's a little trickier than it's making everything better. But um, it was cool because all of them were doing things to make the experience a little more uh, like we need something to look forward to. Cause right now there's no plans and there's so much uncertainty. And so um, it was cute to hear some of the things they were doing. One couple, they were, I mean, it's silly. It's TikTok. They're doing a TikTok challenge every day together. They're doing silly things. They're like, it takes an hour of our day, but it's fun. It's connecting and it's silly. 
Um, and then another one, they were doing a movie night and they get the box, the movie candy, box candy, you know, and they're setting it up and phones away and hey, we're, we're in it and their kids in it. And you can rent movies now that we're supposed to be in the theater. So um, making it fun. We've been doing themed dinner nights, which is, I mean, most of us aren't even getting ready for the day. So it's forcing us to be excited for something. The kids are spending an hour to an hour and a half getting ready for the themed dinner, you know, that's silly and fun. But I think that's been important for us. Is like, let's have something to to look forward to in our day. Cause it's, so, it's so Ashlyn, uh, I got a confession. I got to okay. confess something to you guys. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Brace yourselves. No, um, <laughs> I, I, I've loved it. I love this. This whole thing has been, and now I don't love people dying and getting sick and all and stressed out and all those things, but the ancillary benefits have been so great um, that, uh, you know, I just, I, you, you heard about the time I fell out of an airplane. What? Uh, <laughs> so I fell out of an airplane, 30,000 feet. And in the moment, right when I fell out, I realized I had a choice. My choice was that I could freak out and stress myself out because I was about to die when I hit the ground, or I could have a great ride. Um, I could smile and float and, you know, I don't know where I'm gonna land. Maybe by some miracle, something's gonna happen. But, I, but in that moment, I have a space to really choose how I wanna feel in that moment. And I, I know I'm not trying to say this to invalidate anybody's stress or pain around this, um, but some, some things that happen like my kids not going to karate and piano and soccer and dance and this and that. So when I get, when, when, when I get done working for the day, I go home with my kids and we just have space and time to chill and hang out. And like what you were saying, Ashlyn, cook together and play games. Um, it, there's so much good going on with this. And I think this actually plays into recovery. You have time and space to really evaluate the inputs into your life right now in your recovery. Um, you have, you have space and, time to spend time with your spouse locked in a house together. So <laughs> take our 30 day challenge, um, right? Uh, you know, as, as soon as you can, because there's, there's opportunity to do awesome work right now that, that this pandemic is giving us. So, right. yeah, I, I agree. And I, I do think I saw a quote yesterday that was like, if you don't come out of this with a new skill and a six pack and I'll, you know, all these things and you didn't quarantine wrong. And then it's like, no, cross it out. Like you, you're human, right? So yes. we have a lot of opportunities to, to do those things. I think it's causing all of us to pause and say, oh, like I've missed playing uh, face cards, like card games with my family. Brandon, I know you guys are great about um, games, family games. Yeah. We, we haven't been, we play Uno and that's it. And we bought a couple new games last Uno's week. Uno's the best like, though. I do love Uno, but we started playing some new games and it's been fun. And 
so yeah, there's absolutely some great things. We thought about homeschooling permanently for like one second. And then I was like, nope. So, <laughs> but, but, but doesn't that make you appreciate their teachers and school oh so much more? Yeah. And it's been the cutest thing. Like so the, the notes from the teachers of like legitimate, they love our children and to yeah. hear like, I miss you. And they're sending sweet notes to each other. It's like, oh my gosh. And they're figuring this out too. They don't know what they're doing. And so, I, yes, it does bring me comfort to know I'm not alone. Like what I'm feeling, probably millions of people are feeling. And the loss of money, if you went, were supposed to travel or loss of jobs, like whatever, you are not alone. And I know it doesn't make it not hurt, but it's still it's like recovery when you find out and go to group for the first time, like, Oh, I'm not alone. Right. It does kind of ease some of that pain. You know, I have my small business and um, one of the therapists was saying, what's going to happen? Like, are we going to have jobs? And um, I said, I think during, during struggle, like therapists will stay pretty busy, but if the economy continues to go downhill and it gets really, really, really bad, People won't be able to pay for anything. And at that point, I said to her, at, at that point, we're all screwed. So we're all in this together. And I, I, think, I think this pandemic has made us realize our egocentrism wants to kick in and say, how is this affecting me? What is this like for me? But, but when, you, when you kick out of that, you're like, oh, we're all feeling this. We're all in this totally. together. And it's helped me kind of connect to everybody. So... Yeah, it's, uh, th there's, there's all kinds of ways that this can be a, uh, a productive experience for people. And um, based upon my follies, the things that I've fallen short on, the things that have vexed me and hurt, um, let me just share a couple of best practices that, have, that, that I've had learned the hard way. Um, number one is, is to take a step back each day and evaluate the emotions that I'm feeling um, because I'm with my family 24 seven um, and, and just understand how I'm feeling because of that dynamic. Then I have to evaluate the, how I'm feeling about the other situational triggers that arise from that. These are just situations, these are just situations that are really emotionally charged and challenging to deal with because of Corona, i.e. not being able to go and socialize. I'm a very social person. The only people that we end up, um, really having conversations with on the regular besides you Brandon here on the podcast once a week. Um, hey, I'm it, glad I'm one of them. Uh, I, I am, I am too, <laughs> but is uh, our front yard neighbors. Um, but we talk at a distance, right? Obviously. Um, and, and yet at the same time, um, it's still hard. Ashlyn and I have had some, uh, excuse me, some hard conversations about our level of commitment to, um, shelter in place, um, you know, practices. Is it okay to go to the store? What constitutes a trip to the store being okay? And we've had to get on the same page as that. So um, evaluating where you are as a couple or as a family as it relates to that and being able to operate from the same place so that there isn't any um, unnecessary. And, and, and by the way, Kobe, by the way, Kobe, I think, most families and couples are kind of dealing with that dynamic. You know, people are in different places of like, look, I'm good to go to the park where someone else is like, look, we're not good to go to the park. Mm. So you got to like work, you know, there's, th there's that friction, I think in a lot of people's marriages and families. 
Well, I'm glad to hear that because <laughs> that's <laughs> you're not that's alone. Exactly. No, yeah, that's that's exactly where we are. Um, I would also say um, being able to, um, you know, being able to monitor time that we spend numbing has has really been important. How I numb, whether it's on my phone, whether it's on a certain app on my phone, whether it's with TV, whether you know, whatever the case is. Um, and then also I would say, um, giving ourselves permission to say, you know what, it is okay if we watch more TV than normal. It is okay if, um, you know, we watch an extra episode, but we want to balance that with, you know what, if we can take a walk, let's take a walk. And I realize that not everybody who's going to be listening to this is <laughs> in a position where they can get out and take a walk. So they've got to be able to be creative. And, um, and what I would say is, it's not just a matter of like, how do I fill time? But what are memories that, that you can create yeah. in the situation well, that you're in? It reminds me of our conversation last week where the whole idea of, uh, am I consuming more than I'm creating? And it doesn't, creating doesn't have to be big. It can be like taking a picture of quarantine with your kids. Like, what does it look like? Then, you know, I have my daughter sitting next to me writing me notes right now, you know, during this podcast. So um, trying to say, hey, like you said, noticing where am I numbing and is it, am I consuming and numbing more than I'm actually present and connecting and creating these memories with the people I can be with, whether, you know, my mom, she's all alone and newly widowed. And so we FaceTime a whole lot more. We text a whole lot more than normal because, you know, for her, it's, it's not boring to watch us go through stuff with, you know, on a normal day, like we're doing nothing, but she's, Hey, she's there with us on FaceTime. So it's, I I was saying the other day, like, um, you can still feel empathy through zoom. Yeah. Uh, You know, like really it's, it's a little different, but you can still connect. Like we got, we got tools, we got mechanisms, we got technology where we can still really connect. Um, Hey, Ashlyn, I, I want to ask you, um, I don't know if you remember, you know, we've been interviewing all these guests and they're like, oh yeah, my stuff, I promoting my stuff, whatever. Uh-huh. I really would like you to promote your mama bear because, oh. because what you do is about doing exercise from home, right? It's, it's right. like being active and exercising while you're at home, which is a great thing to do while you're in quarantine. So okay, talk about, talk about what you do, Ashley. Um, okay. So it's all, and it's funny because uh, uh, again, I had two group calls today and one of them, they said, I've been doing your workouts, you know, for a year, they're all online. It's like Netflix. Basically you get to go through and choose whatever kind of workout you want to do. And she said, my husband's been doing it with me for five weeks. And he's like, this is cool. Like you just like push play and you don't have to like figure out what to do, <laughs> you know, like when you go to the gym and she's like, yes, that's why I've been doing it. So, um, it's basic i mean a lot of people have reached out like i want to do it but it could be triggering because hey they're wearing leggings or whatever your trigger levels are but the thing is kobe and i have done this for six years and in the beginning we did say hey let's turn on the tv over here and then we got mirrors and we watch ourselves in the mirror we talk to each other while we're working out or we mute the tv and we have music so there's a lot of things you can do. And it's not, it's not a ton of equipment and stuff. No, you, there's no. probably, I don't even know how many workouts. You don't need anything but your body. You don't need space. Yeah. Like 
I mean, I could work you out. You might need here a in bucket to puke in, depending on what workout you do. But you don't need <laughs> totally. She's gonna work. She's gonna work you hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's. I mean, there's different levels for everyone, and so it's it's cool because even my sister's like, hey, I think I need that. But there's weights are sold out everywhere. You can't find weights, and so it is important to find things that you don't need equipment for. Um, so, yeah, it's and there is nutrition along with it. Um, it's funny because the group call this morning, everyone's like, "I mean, I'm trying to get some water in. I'm eating some fruit and some vegetables, but yeah, I'm eating cookies like a lot." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, I don't think anyone's going into quarantine trying to say I'm going to come out with a six pack. I mean, if you are, that's great. But I think most of us are just trying to. Have but but I think Ashlyn, why I br what I bring this up is because like you literally got a six pack from planking. Um, so, so, so like the, the point being is the space that you're in, how small your apartment is. Um, you can still feel alive. You can still move. You can still exercise. Uh, and, and I think it's, I think it's more important now than ever. I know, um, right? To be able to do that. So, well, and Kobe and I started working out really for mental health. And that really has been what it's been about the whole time. And so now, and it really is, it makes me feel good that people are like, okay, fine. I didn't want to work out at home, but now I'm forced to. So give me this. So I do have free workouts. Uh, I guess we could put the link in here. Yeah. Um, so where do they find just, you, Ashlyn? Um, just mamabear.fitness on instagram and the links are all there but awesome. um yeah i, I think uh, ashley i think working out i think uh learning how to cook at home you know not just eating out all the time um there's a lot of good stuff we can do right now and um if you don't if you're not done with quarantine and don't have a six pack and you know per, can't per, cook perfect food you did something wrong no i'm just kidding no. <laughs> i'm totally kidding uh, <laughs> so no funny. but I did try a new meal today because my kids told me, you know, do this instead with your eggs. And I'm like, okay, so we're, we're trying new things and figuring things out and also eating cookies. So it's okay. Um, moderation, right? <laughs> how, about, how about this challenge though, for our audience is whatever happens during this quarantine to commit to yourself, to either come out with a stronger relationship with your partner or a stronger individual recovery through this mm. quarantine time. Um, I, you can do that. You can choose into that um, yeah. if you want to create that during this time. I love that. Well, and that's not, it sounds doable, Brandon. It's not like I'm gonna conquer all the things. I'm gonna be the best teacher and parent and business no. person. It's, it's like, I can focus on this thing and how I choose to respond rather than react. I can use some of the tools that I've already practiced probably. Um, and just being, yeah, all the things you've mentioned. So we should probably bullet point all of that in the notes because it was worth mentioning again. So, yeah. All right. All right. And any last thoughts, Kobe? No, I just appreciate, uh, I appreciate everybody being here listening. And, um, you know, this is, it's a unique opportunity um, to evaluate where you are to connect with yourself in really unique circumstances that won't last. It might seem like it just takes a life age to get through a week, but um, before we know it, we're gonna be back to normal and there is opportunity to, to, um, to gain some ground with um, 
this pandemic in your recovery. So we hope that that, uh, I don't know, hope that you guys listening can take courage that you're not alone. Take courage that um, not killing each other is a win. <laughs> you're doing good if that's the case and, and uh, can, can thrive. Amen. Awesome. All right, guys, um, I'll just add this. If you're not over on our YouTube and subscribe over there, we do record these episodes early on YouTube about a week or two, sometimes three weeks early. And so if you want to go and see the episodes that are most current, you're always going to get a sneak peek if you're over there on YouTube and have the notifications. So um, otherwise, we're always here on iTunes, Spotify, whatever app you're listening to us on. And we appreciate that. So thank you, guys. Appreciate Stay you safe, there. you guys. See you. Thank you. Bye-bye.